It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Good Monday. Make sure you like and subscribe. Watching on War Chant TV so that you get the latest of the Jeff Cameron Show as well as anything else that we produce. And there's a lot at War Chant TV and WarChant.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Show. Should be in a good mood on this Monday. Everybody should be, although we did get some disappointing news today, which I'll I'll touch on uh, momentarily. Just hate it for the kid. Anytime you have to report on a on an injury, but uh, so it is. It's a Monday after a win, after a Saturday win. There it is, win. We got one. Hey, hey. it happened. That's right, it happened. We got a victory. So, you know, I'll just say this, that uh, for Florida State, uh, it's weird because we think, we feel like they could have won a couple of games by now, and uh, it it didn't happen, and then they finally get one here. And so uh, I feel for, uh, I, 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 I felt for the kids for a while now because we've known they worked hard and they've been bought in and they've cared deeply and they've been, uh, doing everything in their power. Uh, but uh, it looked like this was going to be another game in which things got away from us, uh, where it didn't happen. And a um, couple vital mistakes, a couple critical mistakes, in particular uh, when you're talking about uh, um, you know, a muffed punt, just things that can't happen. And it's how you end up losing football games, and it looked like that would happen here. But once again, there was a stop there, a huge stop on defense, which got us going. And I think, you know, obviously then Jordan Travis does the rest. Now let's just let's just point this out. Um it's weird. After a win, you just want to celebrate, you just want to be um excited uh, about that. But at the same time, I think we all recognize this is how arduous, this is how difficult things are going to be for Florida State this year. That even in victory, you're left pondering a lot of questions about um, what they can and can't do, uh, just physically, what they can and not, cannot do. And it, there's so, I thought this illustrated that so perfectly that everything is such a slog. Everything is so difficult uh, to, to work through and to, and to have success. And I just hope that um, 
you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe they have found a, a sort of an identity. It's one that is very limited, but it's one that certainly centers around. If you just look at targets, you look at the rushing, you look at all that, you know that for Florida State, it is around those two backs. It's around Jordan Travis when he's healthy, but it's around those two backs, Trayshawn Ward, Jayshon Corbin. And it, it's not just the carries. Look at all the touches in the passing game as well. And it has to be that way. They just don't have enough weapons. And I, it's really tough to watch uh, at wide receiver because they have had moments where they've schemed up one-on-ones. They have had moments where you just need a guy to make either a block or make a defender miss, and they can't do it. And because they can't do it, these drives really are reliant on two things. You have to be nearly perfect, that is to say no – no penalties, nothing that gets you set behind the chains. Can't blow opportunities when you have it to even gain two and three yards to stay at second and seven, second and six, second and eight. All of that gives you a fighting chance to sustain these drives and kind of work on with the inside zone stuff and the quick game, the screen game, all that stuff. That's really all they can muster. It's that and Jordan Travis running around. And I think the biggest surprise in this game, without question, is the fact that he did run around as much as he did. This is a guy that had a huge knee brace on, missed some practice. Obviously, McKenzie Milton missed some practice. This is a week-to-week thing that we're not really allowed to talk about at length because you don't want to give a competitive advantage to the opposing team. But they have really struggled to have any consistency week in and week out of practice. And I think that's the hardest part is that if you're trying to put together a game plan every week, what can you rely on at the most important position at quarterback when a guy's available, not available, available, not available, this guy's available, then he's not how do you center it around? I think ideally they're going to want Jordan Travis uh, to be back there to make things happen with his legs. And in that last drive, obviously, sort of just make shift. He makes a play. You know, I have said for years that defenders get put in, po- in possible positions because we are so quick to throw flags on any hit near the sideline because of the optics of it. It always looks terrible whenever you see a guy uh, get hit and he's near the sideline. You just kind of await that flag. Well, it worked out in our favor for once because it actually happened in this game to where Jordan Travis looked for certain to be headed towards uh, the sidelines. It looked to me like the Syracuse defender decided to back off for fear that he was going to get called for a personal foul like we've seen Florida State get called for, even in moments where it's not fair, where the where the player is still on the field of play, uh, still has the opportunity uh, to put his foot in the ground and cut up and get some extra yardage. Uh, but because they call it so close, Syracuse backed off. You saw that. It ended up being that um, he's able to keep his balance. Jordan's a great athlete and tightrope the sidelines, and he gets another 25 yards. That's a huge moment in this game. It ch- changes everything about what's possible because uh, I'm not real sure. I, mean, I don't know where your head was at, Tom. I didn't have a chance to talk to you about this just yet, but at 30-30, to 30, uh, yes, you're buoyed by the defensive stop that you get to give you the ball back, but I wanted no part of this thing going into overtime. I felt Florida State's defenders were tired. That last stop felt like, okay, we, we, we that that was that was our last stand. I don't know that we're going to be able to stop them from, in in particular, the quarterback run. I I didn't feel like we were going to be able to stop them in the overtime. And everything is such a a difficult uphill battle for us in the red zone. And given the way overtime is constructed. I thought, okay, well, you don't have a dependable kicker, and good for Fitzgerald for making that kick, but but you don't trust him all that much. And you don't really have much in the way of plays that you can run in the red zone that you feel good about. Now, we were good in the red zone in this game, but, boy, it felt like a little bit like a hooker crook. No, well, the thing, when it gets to 30-30, to I'm looking at the bottom and the graphic, and it's not the score. I'm looking at the team records, 
I'm seeing that we're winless and they've won three games, and I'm thinking, man, is is it just this simple that you've got a program that has finished some games? Syracuse had a walk off win against Liberty just mm-hmm. the week prior. Mm-hmm. And you've got a team that's inventing ways to lose games, including this <laughs> afternoon, right? And at that time, I'm like, man, nine to nothing. You feel pretty good. You're thinking twenty to seven final. You know, whatever that's going to be, we're on the way. And then it doesn't happen. Thirty to twenty. Okay, all right. We absorbed crazy things. Thirty to twenty. Let's put this game on ice. Muffed punt, and now it's thirty all. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, we. We probably created 30 more demons than needed to be in our in our brains on Saturday. And here comes the 31st, which is either going to be a loss in regulation or a loss in overtime. And instead, uh, you know what? The funny thing is I, I wasn't even trying to cheat, but I had the official stats pulled up on my laptop as I'm watching the game on the app. Thankfully, it's on ESPN this, this weekend, so I don't have to do this nonsense. Yeah. But about 15 seconds before the play happened on my television screen, I saw previous play was a Jordan Travis run that got us over midfield. I'm like, oh, how is that possible? And as the play is happening, I'm like, how? How? Oh, he's up the sideline, gain of 10. How? And then you're right. That's I when you see the moment when the kid, yeah. oh, he totally did. He yeah. totally did. And it's, it's you know, I listen, if that were us, I'd be, I'd obviously be frustrated, but I, I have felt bad for defenders in conflict in that situation since this rule happened and since they got so sensitive on sideline plays. And we've been victimized by extreme sensitivity with sideline plays this year. Yeah, It's yep. happened more than once where a guy was legitimately pushed out of bounds because he was still in the field of play and where a guy fell down once he went running onto the bench. It's nonsense. And it's just always bad optics when a guy is on the opposing team's sideline and goes, you know, goes falling down into the benches. And so refs are inclined to throw that flag. They really need to do better training on this because oftentimes the bottom line is if the, if the offensive player, and we benefited from it here, but if the offensive player is in the field of play, I don't, if he does not have a foot out of bounds, you're free to hit him as hard as you want. And if that means, Throwing him halfway into the stands, and that's just the way it works. That means you're really strong, and yeah. you should do that yeah, more often. But no defender feels that way anymore because they've all been burned by it. They've all been penalized for it. And if you're in an end-of-game situation, that kid knows a 15-yard personal foul here uh, puts them in a position to get into field goal range, so I'm just going to lay up. It looks like he's going out. And then he doesn't go out because he's a good athlete, and he's able to stick his foot in the ground. I don't know what changed. I tell you, the great mystery here. I don't know what changed somewhere in the middle of this week, this past week, to Saturday, but something happened that let Jordan Travis know he was a full go to give it everything he has and not worry about injury. Early in the game, lowering the shoulder by the sideline to take on that tackler, not advisable for a kid who's oft injured, but it told me that he felt good. He felt very good to take off. It's the first time this year you've seen him run with the reckless abandon that he ran last year, which was the only offense the team had a year ago, and it's really kind of the only offense they have right now besides Corbin and Ward. Yeah, the the shoulder was early on in the game, and I thought, oh, all right, so he's he's, he's ready to go. Good, yeah. He's he's feeling he's feeling healthy enough. And and I'll note this real quick before I finish my point. Uh, you know, web streaming is like a big industry across the world these days. I know your kids are are big into it. You know, you're following YouTubers and such. The platform that provides our web stream is down across the board for everybody in the country. So if you're not, if you found us via stream right now, thank you, like old school web stream. Uh, we are efforting to fix the live video portion of what we do. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast because you didn't get the video, thanks for doing that. But at the very least, if you're driving around town, 
we're going to put the podcasts up on YouTube as separate content items. So we'll have you covered if it doesn't get fixed. Uh, back to the Jordan Travis point, though. It was later in the game, later in the game, that I think he finally proved to himself that his legs were up to speed. Like, literally, up to the speed of last season. For the first time this year, really, yeah. The, the reckless abandon running thing happened early. I thought, all right, he, he feels healthy. But he proved it to himself later in the game where there was one particular run where you go, oh, that there it is. Well, there's the two cutbacks. Correct. The, yeah, Correct. The, the two jukes are brutal. But then it, zero yeah. to 60. Like, mm-hmm. he's not afraid of yeah. pulling anything because he's trying to, you know, because he can sprint as fast as he wants, as he wants to. And that, for me, there was a bit of a relief for two reasons. Number one, it's, oh, that facet of the offense is back. That's great. Number two, it's, I wasn't crazy. When we were watching him previous in previous uh, games this season, he wasn't doing that because he wasn't capable of doing that. So that does change the math of what we might be able to do offensively in the weeks to come. But we'll see, man. He's still an inconsistent player at the end of the day. And he's not a good thrower of the football. Uh, he misses an easy touchdown on a post uh, that if he just leads yeah, him and puts some air. Well, I mean, yeah. Jesus, it's, an e- it's a walk-in. It's ridiculous. Um, but, you know, listen, that that's what this group is. Incredibly flawed. It's always going to be arduous. It's always going to be difficult. It's always going – I mean, by always, I'm talking about anything that happens this year. They're just not – where they need to be at a lot of positions. And until that's upgraded with more talented players, there's only so much you're going to be able to get out of them. Uh, I think it's a. I, I think you're going to see radically different game plans. <laughs> well, again, I don't want anybody. I feel like I'm speaking it into being, so I, I, I'm careful. Hopefully, Jordan stays healthy. Hopefully, he stays healthy because if he does. You, you do have his legs as a weapon, and you have so few weapons that you're going to have to go that route. You're going to have to go that route. Now, because he doesn't throw the football very well at all, you're just not going to see the drop-back passing game that so many people want. And I see so many questions often about why don't we scheme one-on-ones. We've schemed plenty of one-on-ones. They're, A, hard to come by, first of all, but secondly, Florida State has schemed a ton of them, and those receivers don't get open. They're not open. They don't make anybody miss when they do catch the ball, and they're not running away from anybody. So you have to do what Florida State does with these trips, these bunch formations, these, the quick game, the screen game, the RPOs. That's what they have to do. Oh, I was nitpicky after Jacksonville State and Wake Forest saying, I, I don't know what the hell the game plan was. These last two weeks I've been fine with it. Yeah, they've had a game plan. Yeah, they've had, they, yes, a continuous plan. Yeah, they've had a game plan. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, a big part of that is to get you to go sideline to sideline, and then they hit you up the yep. gut, uh, you know, in the run game. Oh, yeah. Every, every perimeter screen look that we had in the first half is setting up the payoff of being able to put the ball in the hands of Jay Sean Corbin or Trayshawn Ward. Now, the one thing I would take issue with is Trayshawn Ward had two carries. I mean, uh, we might not be able to run the ball as much as we want to, but, I mean, two carries for my man? Two? Yeah, but we, he did have whatever it was, five catches. Uh, so he had, they, they, they tried to get him the ball in the passing game just like they did Corbin. I think the weight of the carries need to be for Jayshon Corbin, and he had a lot of them in he this did. game. He did, plenty. Yeah. So I do think that if, if you count the number of plays, with Florida State runs 70 plays, 69 plays, right. 60 plays, yeah. like if you count the number of plays in this game, and if you just say, well, who touched the ball on these plays? Jordan Travis, Jayshon Corbin, Trayshawn Ward, it's like over 40. I mean, well, I mean, if it's Jordan Travis, it's every play. Well, but you know what I mean? Yeah, in as terms a runner, of runner. As yeah, a runner yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the bulk of what well, you're doing. And that's the other part of the RPO game is that you have an option at the line post right. snap. So right. you could scheme it up that Trayshawn could get the ball more often, right. but perhaps the correct read and the correct play was to distribute uh, to the perimeter. Well, not, we're not even always real good at that either. No. That's correct. We're not always real good at that. There either. was uh, one. 
So in the last couple of weeks, there were a couple of you know keeps mm. and gives that maybe would have been that should have been 30, a give. 40 this yard, been a keep. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the nature of running RPO mm. is you're never going to process the information. But some guys do it so well. When yes. you see it, you're like, oh, he knows. He processes it quickly. That's correct because that's that's also the identity of those teams. You come in to run that. Like yes. for us. It's like, eh, we've been experimenting with Jordan as a pocket passer, not nearly as much as a, uh, of a runner. And then this week it looks like we were trying to integrate back to a little bit more like last season. But it's the, there hasn't been a clear, this is what you do, Jordan Travis, element to our offense all season. But maybe now that he's healthy for a week, for a given week of football, you can say, this is what you're going to be doing, and it will look a little bit more smooth. The, the parental side of me uh, took hold when they won the game. I was just happy for them, man. Just happy for kids who work hard every day. You know, those guys are out. They have not tanked. They have, and I know that's minimal, but, buddy, when you haven't had a lot of success and things start to go south and you're 0-4 and you don't have a lot to fall back on in the way of belief and trust and, and confidence that we keep talking about, and then you find a way to get a win, it's a big deal just for the psyche. It doesn't mean the team's going to rattle off five in a row. It doesn't mean they're a good team. It doesn't mean that we should be overly thrilled with a narrow victory at home against Syracuse. But for the kids who are every day out there busting their ass, I did feel very, very good because that's one thing that has remained true. That's where you can effectively see the culture is that despite all the disappointment, they're still out there getting it. They're still getting after it. I mean, all those guys, you can tell they really want to win, and there are guys on this team, uh, Keir Thomas, one of them, that will hold guys accountable in the moment. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Johnson does it too. Fabian Lovett, there are guys out there, they're getting after it. Yeah, Keir's sideline presence this weekend, on-field presence, was a sight for sore eyes because eventually you want players to be able to regurgitate the message and say, this is the standard. Like You can be mad at coach all you want. This is it. You either do this or you don't. If you don't, get the F out of my face. Like You need that. You've got to have those guys. And, and Keir had a pretty good game on the field. I don't know that it was an A-plus, but it was a B-plus. Yeah. And he had an A-plus game in the leadership department. And you've got to have that. I was worried that this particular game might be the one that breaks our spirits if you found a way to lose it. Because we invented ways out of thin air to be in danger of losing the football game. You're up 9 nothing, and you stop them all day. Next thing you know, they go down the field like it's nothing. Yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. Uh, that was it was weird stretches time and again. Uh, also, by the way, the uh, the teams that have this is where it's kind of damning. It's not kind of damning. It is damning, both in the secondary and, of course, the overall. So I'm talking about your DBs coach and your defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. It is damning that. Um, it takes teams a while every now and again. It takes them maybe even a full quarter. But they find something you can't do, and they do it over and over and over again. And it takes way too long to adjust to. Uh, the, the amount of crossers that we saw yeah. and play action off of, so it's, it's an opportunity to run or just drop a very simple pass in the belly of a guy streaking across the middle wide the hell open is really disappointing. Very disappointing. And it happens too often. It's it's you know, there's usually a moment when they go, Eureka! They can't cover this or they don't know what to do when we do this. Well, like any good offensive coordinator, they'll just call it again and again until you say, Oh, okay, they figured it out. They got it together. 
No, no, no. We, we might not for three quarters or two quarters. We might not figure it out for the rest of the day, and that is maddening. I don't know that we want to go or you want me to go in depth too much on this, but uh, the Herzlick analysis of the touchdown on the crosser I thought was alert because he's able to yeah. see things. This is where when you play – at a high level. Yeah, but he's talking about the coverages, which was fine. Cover four on the one side. Cover, but that's yeah. that's a big play in the game. You're like, why is that guy wide open? And in live speed, I'm looking at Kevin Knowles jump up and down in anger. I'm thinking, did he blow it? Is he mad at himself? He's a freshman. And then Herzlick's like, nope, you've got two halves of the field. you got different principles on either half. Yes. And we've got a corner, I believe it was Jerrion, that does not come off as guy. There's a passing off there. There's a yeah. passing off key that, that you should be able to read that we did not. My question is, is that too complicated for our guys? By the way, that may or may not be true. Now, I get what he was describing, and there are defenses who play it that way. There are other ways to play that. I don't know what our principles are. Correct. So It's so much harder on defense. Yeah. To, like You can see that if somebody cut off the post too soon, you know what I yeah, mean, because yeah, yeah. of where the ball goes and the timing, you can guess on offense with reasonable accuracy. On defense, it's tough to know what the rules are. No, I would need to be in the room to hear that, and I, that how they teach that, is, it can be different. Um, I, I appreciated his effort to explain why that was, but Tom, regardless of what our principles are right. or keys are, it shouldn't happen again and again and again. The old, it doesn't matter what the principles are. Yeah. Stop getting beat by it, well, where, it's, where it's academic. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing if we were sitting here trying to tell you distinctly why this happened, who was responsible for this. Well, there I'd need to be on the headset or I'd need to be in the in the film room to hear how the, and also to see how they coach it, how they teach that. But moreover, it doesn't matter. They did it. You've been exposed. They did it again. You were exposed again. They did it. Guess what? They're going to do it again. Hey, here's a thought. I bet you when they get the ball back, they're going to do it again because they want to see that you can make the adjustment. And then they're going to make an adjustment off that adjustment. That's what this game is. And they don't have to. They just keep doing it. And that's, it takes too long. That's maddening. Uh, one piece of bad news, uh, and then we'll, you know, this is largely a positive day. Again, they got to win. Uh, but I hate this for the kid because he's played well and he's worked hard too. Florida State uh, announced that they'll be down a starter for the remainder of the season. Uh, Coach Norvell announcing that Dennis Briggs Jr. will miss all of 2021, the rest of 2021. Uh, his quote, the growth that I got to see from him, the work that he put in, uh, he said when announcing about Dennis Briggs, he's not going to be able to continue onwards uh, with the rest of this season. Um, been a good player. They love him. Um, that That is now a situation where Florida State becomes pretty thin at a key position. Um, you know, Malcolm Ray already missed time. Yep, uh, this, yep. Didn't play in this game. Yeah, love it. Missed the uh, Louisville game. Yeah, so Jared Jackson got his first start Saturday. Joshua Farmer was forced into action, played uh, 11 snaps this last game. So there's there's some real frustration there, but um, that's a shame. I just wanted to point out that Dennis Briggs will be out, and so we wish that young man well. He's going to be a good p- football player for them. All right, so I think our technical issues have finally worked out here. Yep. Yeah. We just won't be on Facebook today, but uh, YouTube's good and the Twitter stream is good. So. All right, there we go. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, and, uh, of course, Warchant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash 
All the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jeff Kimber, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. I think we're back up in most capacities. Yeah, it's YouTube, Twitter, no Facebook Live today. That's okay. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, you know, I, one thing to uh, note here, I thought that Cam McDonald entered the picture. There were a lot of plays designed for him, and I've been complaining about tight ends, so when something happens, now he did miss a critical block that led to an interception, and, Whew. well, that's a toughie. Kind of can't do that. You kind of undid all the good you did that day, but uh, damn it, man, uh, that happened. But at least there was a tight end that showed up and played a decent, you know, decent game. Yeah, and the arm angles that Jordan created to get some of those passes <laughs> yeah, off were straight out of uh, Brett Favre's playbook, right? Of you just yeah. changing, going three quarter sidearm. But I like that wrinkle that that should be open in those situations, and mm-hmm. that's you know when you're trying to find solutions in the red zone, especially that's nice. Yeah, that's another thing too. Another thing too. I talked about the red zone problems all year long, and they were good in the red zone in this game. So there you go. That's good. They still have. Uh, too many snap issues, both in terms of to the quarterback, but also to the holder on extra points and field goals. Uh, I hold my breath with that. Uh, the one that we, the, the extra point that was missed, that was a bad snap. Um, timing is everything on kicking, and um, you know I'm not saying you can't go ahead and make the kick, but uh, that's a that's a toughie there. A comprehensive failure for special teams. Comprehensive on Saturday. Well, now that is something too that and Norvell talked about it today. You know, he knows that has to be better. And one of the reasons that he knows it has to be better is they're not good enough to just win straight up. So they got to win the hidden yards. They've got to win in other areas um, that we don't necessarily talk about all that much. So most people want to talk about an offense or a defense. But when you're a bad team, you have to win special teams. You have to because you're not always going to win uh, with the personnel we have, certainly on offense or defense. You, but you can, you can obviously scheme up special teams. Now, you can't help it if a kid – Muffs a punt. I, I, I mean that—that's not coaching. I mean he's—he's he's there, catch the ball. But good God, man, these kick returns are unwatchable. All that half stepping is ridiculous. Uh, we actually didn't cover kicks well. Nope. In this game, uh, so that can't be a thing that we see on a regular basis. This was the worst one of the bunch. Uh, of the game so far this right, year. And we just got Special done talking teams. about the depth of somebody uh, returning punts two weeks ago and how it cost us an extra 30 yards. Got to get better, and they practice it a lot, and so that's a devastating uh, slight there for Coach Papuchas because that that can't happen. That's embarrassing. And it's very, very aggravating because, again, you got to do everything you can when you're not a talented team to give yourself a chance to win games and overcome some of the deficiencies of talent. And you do that by being smart, you do that. And, and oh, by the way, it should be noted because our fans will point out every penalty this team ever, ever commits. But this is now a few weeks in a row where the other team was penalized more than we were, right. and they aren't yep. committing a ton of penalties. So that's not a problem anymore. No, but, I mean, look at the situations, right? We're good in the red zone. Syracuse on third down was 2 of 12. They're 0 of 3 on fourth down in the game. How And, and they're more penalized than we are. Yes. How in the world... Does the game end up the way that it did? Well, the interception and, spe- and the muff punt. Right, and, but special teams in general had a lot to do with that. 
Because every time we were about to stamp them out for the day, either we would kick it out of bounds or, or they'd, well, I, no, they did that this weekend, not us, but still, they'd return it to the 35-yard line out of nowhere. Next thing you know, two plays later, they're on our side of the field. You're thinking the Bucks kicking the opening kickoff out of bounds. Yeah, Penny did that last night. Yeah. They did it to us. That was the only time we had decent starting field position was when Syracuse didn't give us the chance to return it in the first place. But the 25-yard line is not a loss. It's great field position for this team, Tom. It's, it's not a Let's loss. Let's go ahead and That's just a take win. that fair catch, baby, and take the ball at the 25-yard line. Anything inside of our own 20 is death for us. Just stop doing it. Let's go. Well, you're also telling take me it that off their plate. we don't have anybody who can do the job. Because think of how many bodies have rotated yes. as, as a punt returner. Corey Wren was uh, going to be a punt and or kick returner for a while. That has materialized. So if you've got that many different dudes in the back line catching the football for us, that tells me that you don't have a good solution. So therefore, with that being said, the 25-yard line is fine. But in the pattern of noting that this was a win and that there were good things that came out of it, Fitzgerald, who has been up and down, there's no, no nice way to say that, but he's been up yep. and down, did go out and make a game-winning kick. And let's see what that does for his confidence. Because when you're not consistent and you haven't been great yeah. and your team hasn't won a game and now you get put in a position to go win a game and they've worked hard to get to this place, that can be a lot of weight on your shoulders. And he made that look relatively easy. He has a knack for important kicks being at least, uh, if not outright good, they're, they're going to be good quality kicks. You know, like the Notre Dame one before uh, the overtime was unfortunate, but that, that kick to force it, that's an important kick. So, like, he's got probably three or four instances in his brain where I need to make this, and he does. I don't know. that This game in general was one of those where you could look at any side of the ball, all three phases of the game, and a lot of individual players, and you could be happy with them for real reasons. You could put three or four of them together at minimum. Like, look at the Cam McDonald example. You just brought him up. There's a lot to be happy about with what Cam did on Saturday. Then there's a glaring mistake where you go, Jesus. Well, and he never blocks anybody, so there's that. The offense, Jordan Travis, there's a lot to like about what he did, and he put us in position to win the game by himself because those are all broken plays. Then there are a lot of other throws where you're going, you haven't grown at all. Defensively, we carried the momentum from week to week. We were wondering, is that Louisville foot off the gas? First quarter was a whole lot of get you some. They had nothing. They had nothing for us, and then by the end of the first half, they'd only run 25 plays and were on the field for 12 minutes, and it looked like we were out there for 60 plays in a half. We looked gassed. How? How does that happen out of nowhere where you look that tired? Oh, buddy. Every phase of the game, you have moments where you're happy and moments where you're just scratching your head saying, what in the world? They're a team that make football you know i a friend a friend of mine and i we were texting back and forth we make football look so hard that's the best way to just describe this team we just make football look so hard and it is hard but you get what i'm saying above and beyond what should be the norm there we just make football look so hard and again i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you're just not a talented football team you're just not um you're also Beat to hell football team. I mean, it's crazy the amount. So Babion's been hurt, and he's been playing all this time, and he's been beat up, and you find that out later on. Maurice Smith, we know, has been out. What a big deal for him to come back in there. I mean, look up the gut, how much better we were in run blocking with him in there at center. But all these guys, obviously, we, we talked at length about offensive linemen that have been beat up. 
but the secondary speed up. There's no depth. You had a bunch of guys not play in this game. Akeem Dent doesn't play in this game. Travis Jay plays one play. It's the interception at the end of the half. But he's grimacing as he comes off the field. He's not right either. You've got – there are way too many kids, and that's nobody's fault. I mean, injuries are just – that's the way that works. It can happen. But this is a team that, A, can't afford to make a lot of mistakes, isn't very talented – but really, we were desperately hoping could you know just be healthy enough to give themselves a chance. They're not. They're they're beat up everywhere. It's nuts. With that being said, and we've got all week to look forward to it. Three thirty p.m. ESPN on Saturday. What percentage chance do you give us? Because Vegas doesn't like us at all. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, was that seventeen or eighteen? It was something crazy. Yeah, it's a big number. I understand that. I mean, I we're not a good team, man. I don't give us much of a chance. Okay. All right. I, I'm not saying we can't. So then we're living. We're living on a victory Monday. Then we're just going to live in that moment. For but, a you'll day. Be, but you'll beat UMass after that. Oh, there you go. Two out of three. Ryan, that's a good point. It's hard to keep baby on healthy at 42. He's past his prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one thing after the other though, and it's that is that is troubling when you're you're like oh Robert Scott okay great. He's hurt too, and I know he's been hurt and he's been out there. But you really see his injury that he cannot move all that well, especially in pass pro. He really struggles. James B, thank you, buddy. Good afternoon to you too. Uh, we appreciate your contributions to what we do here on the Jeff Cameron Show. Um, no, I, listen, you're talking about the offensive line. They they stuck to a running game this week, James. They stuck to a running game this week, and and those extended plays out on the edges are a run game too. I don't usually like uh, that that gets brought up all the time by announcers um, because that form of the quote-unquote uh, that's like a sweep if you will a lot of people will say getting the ball out on the perimeter to your running back especially because we use running backs out on the edges right right uh, yeah it's also passive um, whereas the run game is very physical very downhill and very aggressive. This is usually passive. This the, the, the quick game is. Um, but that said, um, it is an extension uh, and a way to get your running backs involved. Right after the well, catch. you want to get them out wide so you can set up a, a shot up the middle or two. You know, a run up the middle. Yeah, that, that's clearly what this game plan was about. That's why. Listen, we are flawed. We are so deeply flawed. Oh, but I what what pissed me unimaginably off, flawed. What pissed me off about week two and week three is it looked like there wasn't a plan. The plan was let's go out and see what sticks, which is like when when you're deficient in skills, all the more reason to have a plan, like a really buttoned up plan that you're going to stick to come hell or high water. In the last couple of weeks, it's been more like that, where where you're saying I see the logic, I know it's not always going to work. We're deeply flawed. We're not stick good, it, but stick to something. But, but we've got something that can pay off for us to maybe get yeah, us to a yeah. certain benchmark: twenty-four points, thirty now, points, whatever it is. Yeah, let's just hope that uh, you know Jordan can stay healthy because right. he's going to be a big part of this. Well, he mean, created a lot of those things that weren't a part of the plan at all, which no. is we're putting him on the field. You run around, buddy. Right. Run around. Hey, North Carolina is not very good right now compared to what the expectations were, but they're good enough to hit. Wide open guys on crossers. I'll tell you that. I mean, he'll hit that throw. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're going to make that mistake this year. You know, last year they threw the ball when they should have run the ball because they had two NFL running backs, and they're like, eh, we can throw it on this defense. This year they don't have those options. I would think that they're going to come out throwing. The question will be, in the way too early handicapping of that game, that O-line ain't that great at Carolina. So if we can affect the passer we can. with a decent amount of frequency – 
then maybe you're in the game. Maybe, but. No, maybe you're in the game. Uh, let's read this one. That UL hit, when you're talking about the Louisville game, on Briggs was intentional. No suspension for a season-ending cheap shot to the knee, but throw them out for a legal hit that just looks bad. I'm with you on this, brother. Uh, I I I was incensed. I said it to Tom right when it Actually, happened. Yeah, I've been incensed about this since it happened, and uh, I don't want to say what I would have done um, because it's probably not becoming as a coach. Um, but there would have been retribution, and that, that because I believe, as this commenter does, that that was intentional and that rule has been in place for some time now and when you watch it there's he has plenty of time to see that he's engaged and then and he and he goes straight for that knee down low from the side it oh that's infuriating yeah that guy's name is proton pack and so for him to be negative you know as yeah, a proton that's, yeah. that's very difficult but that's well played uh i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something there would be i mean see this is where i'd be i'd get in trouble i'd get in trouble because we do if we play louisville next year there'd be Oops! Look at that. We took one of your guys out. Sucks, doesn't it? Boy, your foot's just on the field. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. Somebody's going to get hurt. Chef Cambridge at 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron Show on a Monday, a victory Monday for Florida State. It's in the books, win number one on the year. Probably should have had at least one other victory in the uh, coffers, but uh, this is the first, so we'll take it, and that's good. That's fine, and uh, hopefully they grow from it. You never really know just how far that'll take you. I mean, they're limited, yes, physically, but mentally they get the burden. They get the monkey off their back. They get the, the relief of having won a game. And it is true that, uh, obviously, when you get a little taste of that, uh, you think, well, that, this sure, sure beats losing. Uh, let, let's see if we can do this again. Uh, and so, who knows? And I hope, I don't know if they did, but I hope, just judging by the celebration, that they were able to revel in that and, and have a good time with it. We get caught up about where the program ought to be and where it's been historically and where it's not currently. But day-to-day... And trying to get better and then finally winning a game, let those kids celebrate, man. Let them go nuts. It's not about projecting our frustrations onto them as fans where we say, oh, well, you're going to celebrate the big Syracuse win? Yeah, you're damn right. They should be celebrating the big Syracuse win. When, you, when you've lost at home to Jacksonville State and you're over and you've figured out ways to lose games in the waning seconds of every one of them, then, yes, when you get one, celebrate the hell out of that. And I hope they did. I hope they got loose on Tennessee Street on Saturday night. Uh, and I hope the coaches were cool with it. That's kind of the off-brand area to go get loose these days, though. You know? I don't know where anybody gets loose you know, anymore. It's college to town, right? You just go to, or you go to uh, the, the club. I'm, the aging, like, I'm aging myself. The club. Uh, there's a couple of they go to. I'm not naming. I'm not naming it. They don't advertise with us. What's the club? Oh. I was like, where are we going? Oh, these Tallahassee's days? definition of it. Yeah. But yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple. But yeah, Tennessee is like. Gone, man. You got a couple places that you can hit. But People don't go over to Tennessee Street to party anymore. At FSU. I, it's probably like going to Timbuktu compared to the way it is now. You just all you need to do is roll out of bed and you're in, you're in college town. I'm not discouraging people from going to or fr- not going to anywhere. I'm just. I'm just saying the frequency with which people head there. It's not yeah. that it's not the default location. I know anymore. they don't advertise here, but it is a it's a Tallahassee institution. Does Bullwinkle still do well? Oh yeah, they do. I yeah, would they, assume they yeah. still do well. Mm-hmm. Still, you you never want to try them. 21 and up, man. Don't even try it. <laughs> now, that was not the case when I was in school. 
I mean, what? You could get into Bullwinkles easily? Early 90s, people could get into Bullwinkles. Really? You, I mean, I mean, they oh, were they were good. It was a zero. That and poor Paul's. Everybody was like, "Nope, don't." No, even they got try better it. and better it's and like better. It's like a lifetime th- ban. You're screwed. Don't and the, they'll call the cops. All of it. Don't try it. Yeah. By the way, Ryan, you are right. And I even did this on the pregame show, and I said it last night during the smash. Um, can we get a win against say Syracuse? And I say Syracuse that way condescendingly. We did get a win against the likes of. Syracuse. We got that victory over Syracuse. Suck it, Syracuse. Woo! <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, we're, well, move up one spot in the ACC power rankings. That's, That's what, what we're going to do. do. You're going to pass Syracuse. One spot of the power rankings, buddy. Not in the basement anymore. Are we worried about power rankings? I, I'm worried about... I will worry about anything that takes my mind off of the long-term thing that you're talking about, which is projecting frustrations on these players. The long-term anything that rebuild. Can, yes, I know that's there. That's going to be there tomorrow when I wake up, It'll and the next day, next and the year, next day. Dude, it's going to be there next I'll year. I'll be 37 or 38 years old before maybe we don't have to think about that anymore. Maybe we'll get there in that time. So if there's something to distract me now, like ACC power rankings, sure, I'll take them. First full week of basketball practice coming up this week? Sure. I'll think about that instead as well. That long-term rebuild, it's not going anywhere. It's there. I'm not moving on from football. I'm, I'm locked in for this season. I'm here for it. Uh, now, listen, basketball always excites me, and Leonard Hamilton's my guy, and they've been an amazing success story, but there's still work to be done here, Tom. Don't you get distracted by everything else. You stay locked in I'm on this. I'm locked in on football. You I'm stay t- locked in on this climb. That's well. That's right, sir. And you stay locked in on this climb. You never know. You're the one who thinks North Carolina is just a garbage ass program that has no chance on Saturday. You, you, preseason, you thought, oh, we're going to go up there and win. And and did I look smarter the day after we did that win loss projection, or maybe that Saturday or Sunday after I did that win loss projection, than I did in the moment? Sure, because Virginia Tech destroyed them. Yeah, and they look, lost by over twenty points to Georgia Tech. And, yes, they are a garbage ass program. The problem is we might be us. stinkier. Oh, buddy, yeah, that's not that's where I mean, look, it was a stinky, two, stinky, stinky, hefty, hefty, hefty. It was a two pronged mistake. You were overestimating what we could be. And that they don't, you know, look, at the end of the day. It's a one-prong mistake. No, North Carolina is not a mistake. No, I, in this sense, that matchup, in your estimation of that matchup specific to the two teams, I'm not talking about the season Carolina's having. I'm talking about what they are compared that was to dead what on. we are. That was a dead-on assessment. Yes, yes. They're, they're not on. as good as a lot of preseason prognosticators have top them be. Top 10. Legitimately top right, 10, right, some right, claim. Right. That was wrong. Nonsense. You got that right. But as it per- pertains to our matchup with them, buddy, we don't match up real well in the sense that they have probably an NFL quarterback. A third stringer? How no. Oh, no. I don't no no. I'm not saying Sam Howell is a first round pick. Yeah. But he's an NFL quarterback. He'll go to the league. He's gonna get drafted. All right. He's gonna get drafted. Now that's different than me telling you, hey, I want him or he's really good. I'm Okay. All I'm right. just All saying right. he's gonna get drafted and he'll be in the league next year. Now, not as a starter, but he'll be in the league. Look at the quarterbacks that have brutalized us. They they're garbage ass quarterbacks. Right. Sam Howell's 0-1 against the Knolls. 0-1. And And that D-line wasn't any good last year. This D-line's way better. That's the part that that gives you hope. I mean, Um, how much were they favored by to beat Georgia Tech? Had to be a big number. 
Yeah, well, the ACC, goodness gracious. What Pitt did to Georgia Tech this weekend, right after Georgia Tech, he just done that. <laughs> the circle of suck is strong. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> hey, now, that is a uh, – That's a next level one. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> I can, you know. Uh. <laughs> the circle of suck is strong. Come to the ACC. <laughs> I know we have to take another break in here, don't we? We do. Let's leave you with the circle of suck is strong. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Short segment here, but I'll tell you this, Tom. While I did not cover the Utah State-BYU game, nor the Wake versus Louisville game, I did get the half-point cover over Illinois. I did get the Minnesota win straight up over Purdue. I did get the Nebraska win over Northwestern. I did get the Oregon State win over Washington. I did get the UTEP win over Old Dominion. Lost the Troy-South Carolina game, which is frustrating. Um, and then got screwed in my three-team teaser because the uh, Saints are, are a-holes. Oh, no wonder you brought that up earlier in the uh, Monday morning phone conversation. I didn't. I didn't realize it was part of the three team teaser. No, um, you know it's frustrating. I had uh, I had Packers easy cover there. I had Cincinnati not as easy, but they covered. And then all the Saints got to do is hold on to beat the lowly Giants. But nay nay, no sir. Well, they got to lose in overtime. A man shuts it down, decides he's going to sit on the lead. Hour number two, fourth coming, hanging. 